You are listening to the Fire and Lunch podcast. As a reminder to those listeners wishing to remain unspoiled for the books, run. This is an all-spoiler podcast. All published books and novellas are fair game. Thanks. And who are you, the proud face said that I must eat this pie? This podcast is brought to you by Joe Dempsey's Rowboat. Still rowing. Hello, we are Fire and Lunch. Welcome to the podcast. This is episode 10, The Children, and I'm Rachel. I'm Jenny. I'm Lauren. I'm Katie. I'm Megan. And I'm Jess. So before we start, I do want to have a little bit of housekeeping announcements. Uh, So this is uh, the last episode for season four, but we will be continuing. Uh, We're going to do, try to do two episodes a month for you guys. And that means that you will see us again in just a few weeks. So uh, keep uh, keep your ears out for that oven timer because there's more pie coming at you. I guess also before we get into the episode, I do want to know about what we did for our finale party. And I was late. So how did you guys prepare? Lots of baking. Lots of baking. What did you bake? I made uh, my famous mini fray pies slash apple pies. Um, and I attempted to best my previous hot pie direwolf scones and make one that looked more like his uh season four version we also had a very special cake yes we did yes we did made by the one and only megan and lauren well i decorated but megan did megan did the 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 cake uh, the cake baking portion so she should probably talk about that there's not much to say Well, Talk tell us what, what it, it was, because like. so far all they know is it was a fucking cake. It like. It's just a regular white sponge cake that was then rolled and had some raspberry curd filling. So it was a weirwood tree with the white bark and then the red sap. And that's it. Wait, the babies. Well, no, I meant the cake itself. That's oh, the cake. Please paint a better picture for the listeners who may or may not be completely confused right now. <laughs> Okay, it looked like a weirwood log, um, and then Megan and I cut out out of uh, out of out of what was it t- molding chocolate. We made um, we made red leaves, and then there was the piece de resistance, the little babies with the blue eyes, just crawling Star- all over it, staring, <laughs> yeah, just crawling all over it. It was like White Walker Nursery. This is what yeah. it would look like. Yeah, yeah no, that's what exactly what the I White Walker Daycare sponsor message. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was and very then we had good. blue roses on the plate too, made out of chocolate. Very cool. And, and then we also had blue rose spritz cookies. Yeah, Yates. they were really good. It was basically it was all sugar. Well, there was then, pizza. There was. <laughs> yeah, there was there was grease on top of cheese. It was it was, <laughs> it was they were good. hot pies, you guys. Yes, they were. Oh, I, I womp 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 womp. We also played a rousing game of Pictionary. And I was the best at it. Because we are dorks. <laughs> Basically, when you play Pictionary with Fire and Lunch, all every sex scene from the show and or books will be in the pot, and that's what you'll have to draw, so just prepare yourself. Basically. <laughs> I'm just and if you want to people... see all of those pictures, we did post them to the blog. All right, so with our bellies full, we, <laughs> we watched the last episode, episode 10, The Children. So what did you guys think? What what uh, remind us one last time of our rating system, Jenny? Well, appropriately, since we've talked a lot about pie already, our rating system is based on Frey Pie, 
the three phrases that were baked into Manderley's pies, Rhaegar, Jared, and Simon, Rhaegar being the best, Jared in the middle, and Simon the worst. Okay, and what did you think? <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it a Rhaegar. I know that everyone has their issues, but watching it again, I thought it was really good. And it was definitely one of the best finales they've had, so that made it more exciting. It was definitely better than last year, yeah. and definitely better than season two. Lauren? I'm going to give it a Rhaegar. Um, I'd like to take something out, but that was because of my own hopes were dashed, and it wasn't anything they did. Um, but no, I think it was a Rhaegar. I think it was, I think it was a really good episode, and, and I'm just <clears> glad that... Uh, we didn't have another one of the white savior endings and I'm just glad it didn't end on Danny. So uh, other than that, I, I, I was, I thought it was, I thought it was a really excellent episode. All right, Katie. Uh, I'm going to give it a good solid Rhaegar right out of the oven because I, I mean, again, I did miss the one thing that we thought we were going to get this season, but looking at it as an episode of this TV show, I thought it was really well done. And I do like that they're starting to develop other storylines more that they've neglected. So I really enjoyed it. It's a Rhaegar for me. Megan? Not to join the crowd, but I also give it a Rhaegar. I just thought the pacing was really good. And then it did a great job of closing up each of the storylines. And as someone else said, one of the better finales that they've had. And I love the scenes at the wall. I thought they were amazing and perfect. And I'm so glad they devoted as much time as they did to it. So, Rhaegar. And Jess? I'm going to give it a Rhaegar with a slice missing for the Tyrion scenes. Um, I rewatched it. I had the opposite effect of uh, rewatching it than Jenny had. Uh, I really, really hated it. Um, so I will get to it in, in the episode. But everything else was amazing. And like everybody else said, it's one of their better finales. So I loved everything else, but that really put a dent in my enjoyment of the episode. So a Rhaegar with a slice missing for the Tyrion scenes. And Rachel? <laughs> um, Buckle down, everyone. <laughs> I'm not giving it a Rhaegar. Sorry, <laughs> Big guys. Shock. Big shock. Wow. Uh, I knew it was impossible for us to all for once say the same thing. I did not hate it. I also agree that it was one of their better finales um it certainly had some great stuff going on and it had some fucking stupid stuff going on <laughs> so as Joking always as yeah as always i'm i'm i feel like i've been pretty lukewarm about this season which is weird because it's got a lot of my favorite storylines that either you know begin here or you know are actually occurring so i don't know yeah so what did you actually give it oh what's the who's the middle who's the middle fray jared jared, jared. 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 Yeah. jared yeah so i'll give it a jared all right well what did we what did we like about this let's start with uh the wall what did we like about the wall <laughs> what didn't we like it was amazing yeah i think the wall was really was really great some of those establishing shots were actually really nice i think that's the day shots are just so much better than the night stuff that we saw in the last episode. I loved it. I loved actually the camera work in it. I was talking to Megan about this yesterday, the handheld camera. Yeah, I noticed John's that a lot walking. in this episode. It felt very, I don't know, like like a war zone type of thing. Something you probably see like an Afghanistan war movie or an Iraq war movie. And I really, I dug that it was different. They don't usually do that. And I really, I really love that part of it. And also just the characterization of Mance Reader. Uh, I think we all had issues with him last season, how he was kind of grumpy, and he, we didn't really feel he was like the man that we all love from the novels, and I felt like in this episode, he definitely was that, um, especially the idea of like the Fens earlier in the season, they were just very, like, they're villains, the wildlings, I'm sorry, free folk, 
And I felt <laughs> this episode did a lot to fix that. Uh, you know, that Mance is a is a leader that genuinely cares about his people. And I thought that was emphasized with this episode and that it's not about, like he said, conquering or trying to be some, like, get an iron throne, but generally just to keep his people safe. And I really like that about his characterization. And I felt that, you know, Kieran Hines was much better this season than last season. I felt that has a lot to do with the material they gave him and also that Kit held his own with him, too. But that mm-hmm. was important you know, with this actor, and then also, obviously, the scene with, with Stannis was also great, too, how he's like, I'm not kneeling, and there was, like, this begrudging respect between Stannis and Manson. I, I really appreciate it, because these are my favorite characters, and the Free Folk are, are my favorite group of people, so from that perspective, I, I really loved it. They've done such an injustice to the storyline for so long, and I felt like, finally, it was coming around full circle, and we're kind of where we need to be as far as John's storyline moving forward. So I, I loved it. I don't know how everybody else felt. <laughs> well, I mean, going back to something you said with, you know, Kieran at playing Mance and kind of his scenes with Kit and with Stannis. And it's so funny because they didn't really talk about this, but I felt it is that you, he had a report with both uh, characters and it kind of called to light that he actually comes from the Westerosi side, as well as being a wildling himself, or free folk himself. You know, you got that idea of he understands the Night's Watch because he was of the Night's Watch, and because of that, he understands Stannis, so he's not going to be completely disrespectful to him, but he's also not going to completely kowtow down to him. He's like, look, I'm not kneeling. But he didn't. He wasn't overly aggressive. He just said, look, I'm not doing it. So I really enjoyed that interplay of, I am of the free folk, but I do understand where you're coming from. And he did it with really not that much. I enjoyed that. And uh, what did we think about Egret's funeral? I was emotional over it. It was a lot more sad. Just, it, the conversation with Mance when he just says she's dead, the conversation with Torment, and then the actual like shot of Rose. I, I cried the second time I watched it. I did not expect to get as emotional as I did because, you know, I wasn't as emotional last week, but that just shot killed me. It broke me. So I thought it was beautiful. I thought she looked beautiful. And I loved it in the sense that in the books, John never gets to grieve. George Martin never writes that. So I'm glad in the show that he had that opportunity because it's something that even in the books, he hasn't had time to grieve. And I didn't think it was just about grit he was grieving for. I felt that scene was also like Rob and Gren and Pip. And and it was just like letting, just like finally breaking down and having that moment of grieving because he's not going to get that moving forward. It was very... It's a very emotional scene for me, and I loved it. But so. well, we never see him cry ever. No. Never. That is not a joke. Uh, I loved it because yeah. it made him more vulnerable. He never got to really have emotion in the show. So this kind, this whole episode for him was very telling in what he wasn't saying. And then when you finally allowed him to cry, it kind of brought him forward as a character, as someone they're going to focus on, which I loved. Yeah, definitely. Well, my favorite line was, Gren came from a farm. I know. Yeah. That was my favorite, too. That was great. <laughs> Because, you know, for, you know, John is kind of a smartass. Yes. And I don't think that they characterize him that way enough, at least not for my tastes. So I like it when he gets to be a little snarky. Yeah, I did. I, I agree. Like that too. Yeah. And I like that it was still to the spirit of the conversation that John has exactly. with, yep. with Tormund about, you know, Mag the Mighty. And, and about, too. Yeah. yeah. 
So I'd like they, they kind of kept that, even though it was with different people. So now we get on to Stannis. Now, upon the rewatch, I'm not super satisfied with the way that Stannis's army came. It was really, I liked the overhead shots, especially like that very precise right turn. That's like so Stannis. Not, not, I don't know how he got, <laughs> uh, got those soldiers to act like that. But it was, you know, very much like an imprint of his personality over a, a large scene. But I felt like that the, it just went on for way too long. Yeah, they definitely could have sh- cut it. They cut it short. The it's like, hey, we're gonna use all the CGI in this one scene, kind of deal. Yeah, it, it was just some of that budget. It was yeah. just back and forth, back and forth, of just horses running back and forth, and it, it just it got a little pointless really fast. No one was fighting them. They're just all standing well, yeah, around. But because I think it's because Mance wanted peace, and I well, they also show from Mance's perspective in rewatching it, like the music kind of just like gets kind of scary, and like Mance is just like standing there in horror. Yeah. He's like, well, I they cut down people who aren't even fighting back. Yeah. So yeah. that's I mean that must upset the Stannis fans. We all know how the Stannis fans are on the internet. They're pretty fuming. <laughs> Here they're making him look like a villain. But I didn't I didn't think it came across that way. But I love how Mance is like I mean people have bled enough. Like can we stop the fighting? But it was great. And I like how they all got off the horses at the same exact time like synchronized like badass yeah it was fucking that's why yeah, they, they, they were overly disciplined i feel <laughs> yeah it was great. I, don't horse, I don't even think the horses would have been that disciplined like damn <laughs> one of them would have been like all right there's some grass over there let me go check that out <laughs> uh so what do you guys think about losing some of the scenes like uh, Melisandre attacking Orel's eagle Orel, yeah because Orel's not Orel's there eagle. and they uh, i didn't mind it just because Oh, I'm sorry. The shot that he, they have of Mel when she's introduced into the episode, it's like, oh, shit. And, like, that's the thing that a lot of people just read in the internet. Like, that was their favorite shot. It's just her looking at John over the fire. I love so that I think, shot. Yeah, I do, too. Yeah. And I think it worked for a lot of people. It's like, what is she seeing? And it's kind of ties back to the, like... I look in the fires and all I see is snow. Yeah, it, it was. It reminded. It was a very dance esque kind of scene where you're like, this is the first time she's really acknowledging him, and all you can flash to is the, are those lines. And that I really liked that they didn't have Mel in any of those scenes yeah. until that very yeah. last moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think that her character works so much better when she's held back a little mm-hmm. if she's overused, which I feel she was a little bit in dance. She gets annoying. Can I also say something else as far as Mel and Stannis? I feel a lot of the times with them especially, she kind of, it's weird saying this, because we always say it refer to female characters, but she t- kind of takes away his agency at times, where you think that things are in his decision, and it's kind of coming from her, when in the books, a lot of the time, it's him making these decisions for himself, kind of like going to the wall. I never felt that was her decision. That was him because of Davos's doing so, yeah. you know, that, that that was nice. It wasn't about her. There was no velour in it. And I just want to ask Megan a question because I know she probably really appreciated this, the Ned talk. So what did you think of that, Megan? Because I know how you feel about Ned. Um, I love that they keep bringing up Ned and that he still has a presence in the show just because he still has a huge presence in the books even though he's dead. And so I think it's important to bring him up. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I like the fact that, that Stannis still respected who he was and what he stood for and that 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 gets that, that that gets articulated and so John at least feels like yeah my my dad my dad fought for you and at least you appreciated him <laughs> I was really thankful for that because at first I'm going oh fuck this is Stannis he does not believe in gray areas and here's John on the wrong side of a wall what's he going to do because I had no idea how they were going to play this so thank god they had the Ned card to play <laughs> otherwise this would have been really exhausting the bastard card as they yeah. say yeah I like that he got to introduce himself for once 
That yeah. Was yeah. yeah. First time ever. <laughs> like he Look actually knew his name finally. I know. It's like I'm Jon Snow. What Jon Snow. Never heard of me. <laughs> I know. It's funny because he goes, "I'm Jon Snow." I'm like, like he's gonna fucking know who your father like, is. Like, well, pausing. Yeah, it's like, like uh, you're. Yeah, yeah, Snow doesn't really help him out, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're surrounded by it. I get it. <laughs> did you guys That's all see uh, Celise checking out her new digs? I oh. did, and she. Oh yeah. And, and Shireen. And Shireen. Too bad nobody Child threw her on the pile. Yeah. <laughs> so Megan and I were saying that her and Ollie are going to be like besties now. <laughs> oh, that would be cute. It would oh, be super cute. Yeah. She can teach him to read. Yay. She needs Yay. a new student. And he can teach her how to shoot arrows. Yeah. So she can shoot Melisandre when she tries to come and burn her. shoot her own mother when her mother tries to do some kind of shit to her. He knows about shooting redheads, so there you go. Too soon? Too soon? Yeah, too soon. So I would say that. I know. I didn't expect that. I came out of an egret fan's mouth. Speaking of crybabies. That was me. Oh, oh. I sobbed like a bitch. Just had to hold me. <laughs> well, speaking of those crybabies and the onions that make them cry, do we have any Davos thoughts? But the fact I, that he's like there. They yeah. There. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. I like that he's there. I think well, that he'll be a, I mean, a fun personality. He can. He doesn't need a boat to get where he's going now. No. Maybe he'll go to uh, Winterfell on the way. You know, I just but, want him to go to the Merman courts. All I want. But you know what? I don't care it, how he gets there. It is kind of out of his way at this point, though. Unless we're working on, like, Game of Thrones geography instead of actual well, yeah, he's, geography. He picked up a teleporter on <laughs> the way. Worry. There's a TARDIS somewhere in the woods. There is. There has to be. I mean, I think he can still get to the court because it's still faster for him to get there by going back to Eastwatch and getting on a boat. Well, yeah, I think it's it fine is. because Probably. I think it's better that you see Stannis say, like, Davos, go do this, and then he goes yeah. and does it. Yeah, we'll never actually see how he gets there, so I don't think it really matters in That's the true. end. That's true. Yeah. Unless Stannis short storms. the wall, guys, until he has one more scene with Shireen, all those books down that Sam is reading. It's like, I, I want that scene. I love those two. Okay. I think they're, like, one of the best relationships on the show. So to not have one more scene with them, I'd be very sad. Yeah, <laughs> that would be say sad. goodbye. Yeah, like a yeah, a goodbye or something, because they're my they're my favorite relationship on this show right now. Goodbye, yeah, Shireen. He wouldn't I hope leave. No one her. burns you while I'm gone. Oh yeah, God. come oh, on, God. come on. Ow. Um, let's go down to uh, the craziest stuff I think that happened in this episode, and that would Skeletons? be no. no. I know no, that's no. crazier. <laughs> No, that's stupider. Uh, So, no, we're going to talk about Arya and the Hound and Brienne and Pod. And the scene that made us all literally jump out of our seats and start shouting at the TV. Yes. Yep, that one. Oh, my God. So, in a drastic turn of events, I'm going to say that this may be my favorite addition that D&D has ever done. I agree 100%. I agree. I agree. It was fun. It's a lot of fun. Now, I think that we should be addressing some of the internet concerns that I've seen about this scene, that because Arya has met Brienne as a challenger, that somehow she's either, Brienne will either end up on Arya's list because she thinks of her as a Lannister, or that this was somehow a disservice to Brienne's character because she wasn't introduced to Arya correctly. Oh, I disagree. I also disagree. I know what I like this scene (laughs) in terms of being an addition. It wasn't like the weird detours we had with like Bran and Craster's Keep or 
the awful Asha Theon scene, like, at least it impacted the storyline because yeah. she was the reason that the Hound ended up half dead and caused Arya to leave. So at least it had a purpose. Yeah, I right. agree. And I can't hate any scene that allows Arya to look that happy for just oh, a yeah. second. She, she's meeting oh, another model. woman. Yeah. A woman who's clearly like a noble woman and who is fighting and who also calls back to her own father. Like both of their fathers just said, oh, screw it. I'm not going to win this battle. Just learn how to fight. And that's amazing. You never hear of that. But that's also the heartbreaking point because it's like now she's viewing she's viewing Brienne as as someone who she can't trust. Meanwhile, she probably would have been the best person for her because here's someone who well, understands her better than anybody else could have Brienne understood. and saying I can't trust you. I think of course she did. She as soon as she heard yeah, she can't trust anyone. Away. No, she doesn't trust her. I still think she can respect her for what yeah. she is though. Yeah. But she, but she wouldn't she trust exists her in that, well, no, and I mean, for yeah. in Arya's paradigm, people no, like Brienne don't I, exist. Yes, right. And, and what I'm saying yeah. too is that she doesn't trust anybody. Is the problem? So it wasn't just Brienne. It wasn't like a specific. I cannot trust this person. She just didn't trust anybody, and it wasn't a specific like, oh, this I, I have to hide from her specifically. Right. That's and the I mean. Hound wasn't wrong. There's nobody to take her to. No. No, no, there isn't. True. Um, there and is Brienne knew person. it, too. Well, there is a person, yeah, And what and is he going to do, you guys? Honestly, What's he going to do? But it's a person. Like, you can't say there's no person. And, and you know who, yeah, and she'll end up, she'll end she up immediately in, in the hands of Stannis. Well he, well, he even says that Does she, anybody know where Rickon is? He's probably rowing on a boat with, uh, with, with Joe Dempsey. No, honestly, Joe, I know everyone keeps saying I have my brother at the wall, but there's nothing that the wall can do for them. And people know this. People know. Even if there was no problems, even if they weren't, ha- she couldn't stay there forever. Yes, but they don't. But they don't know what's going on at the wall at this moment, so it doesn't really. So it, it's not like you can't. We can't take you there because there's there's battles going on. They're no, just not taking her there. Period. Even, but what I'm saying is, even if there hadn't been any battles going on, the wall, yes, they could protect her for a little bit. But the other northern lords are going to find out about her. Well, yeah, and who says that it's too not much safe? Katie, there. Katie John says it. John even said yeah. it's not safe here for her anyway. So. That's something he does see. I want to just talk about the battle and, like, a clash of ideologies. Did anybody get that from the oh, scene? Yeah. Where she's okay. the idealist and he's, like, the cynic. And I, and I did appreciate that, like, not that good wins over evil, but, like, morality and, and being, like, chivalrous, you know, and a knight. Like, that sort of, like, Brienne's moral code won out against the Hound's moral code or lack thereof. Well, I think they both code. fought a little dirty. Yeah. yeah. She did bite his ear off, <laughs> which was awesome, by the way. Yeah, awesome. Uh, I really liked that scene. I just, I don't know. It was amazing because I felt like they were really evenly matched. They, they just, I don't know. I feel like that this was the best fight scene that we've ever seen in the show. Yeah, and, and I just love how she copy. just totally, she totally just went at it. Agreed. She just, she well, just, she was going to kill her. her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that's what I'm saying. Him. And I love the fact that she just totally took all her strength and just went at it and just kept going at it. And she was not letting him take her down. It was brilliant. Right. And I think, I think what Jess is saying is like Brienne had something to fight for. Oh, totally. And the hound really was only, you know, he's the hound. Like he he's fighting for himself. He's he fighting for himself, but he also him. doesn't believe in himself. Well, no, he, sure. he was fighting. For, well, no, but he's also fighting for Arya on some level because he said, "Like I'm looking out for her. There's nothing anybody else can do for her." That's not true. I'm sorry. That's not true. I don't know. I saw, otherwise, why fight if he didn't care? Because at he all? because his bounty was going to get taken from him. Yeah, what bounty? Yeah. And that was the only thing that was going to save him from having a bounty on his own head. 
Was yeah, it before? Yeah, he back? plans on selling Arya off. They are not destined to be besties. That's not how that's going to work. Can I be honest? I totally discounted the bounty because I thought after Lysa died, like no one else would care. But I'm being completely naive because he would any of the sell her. No, because the next yeah. thing he would sell her to the enemies. Be like, hey, do yeah. you need a Stark? Right. Yeah, or even yeah. to the Boltons. Hey, he Bolton. go to the Boltons. Yeah. Hey, like, Boltons. Do you need Stark. a Stark? Yeah. Hey, Ramsey, yeah. need a wife. Yeah. yeah. Or better yet, here. Oh, the Lannisters. Here, you have a bounty on my head. I'll give you this if you let me live. Yeah, that's true. All right, you're right. <laughs> I mean, I think that in a lot of people have been discussing, you know, like, okay, so Arya leaves the Hound. Now, in the book, it's a little bit more explicit, but in the show, it isn't really clear if she's leaving because she can't kill him or because she doesn't want to kill him. And it's like, well, I think that she's leaving him because, like, that's what he deserves. He did just say he would fuck her sister bloody. So yeah. I don't like yeah. Her. Well, that's that it. He's pushing her. Yeah, that was a no, on his part. Yeah. That yeah, was it was, but I also he was don't think to that her on to get her to kill him. Yeah, it's no, it's no mercy that she left him like that. That's no, no it's mercy. actually kind of cruel. But yeah. you know yeah. what? I don't, I don't care that she left him that way. He well, did it, kill her friend. Right, and, and it's interesting though that like the general public, everyone I talked to was like, well, she should have given him mercy. So it's lovely that they've now embraced the hound. But look at what you're talking Aria about. Arya has no well. mercy. There's no, no mercy. She's done. No, no. She's but done. the fact that she's later called mercy. Well, yeah. that, all that's the, but the all the things that he's telling her to to get her to to kill him, to me seem like all the reasons why she didn't why she wanted him to suffer and she didn't want to kill him because she wanted him to go out painfully. Yeah. Like, to me, that's how I took it. Yeah, I agree. Like, yeah, he might have saved her, but it's always been for his own interests, and he's yeah, it's never, never been to her. He's never. Yeah, I mean, he he's not a good person. <laughs> no. So. They make him more likable in the show, and they, that's the thing. They, they and do in the book. He's really and I really can't fun. say that I was that I'm that I was unhappy to see him possibly still alive, you know, later on. Right, it does give a little opening. because he's an interesting character, and it's nice to have him around. Yes. Right. So anyway, then, that was uh, I know that I know we ended up ending the episode on Arya when she finally gets on the boat and goes to Bravos, which is what I've been praying for, you know, for for two seasons. Especially this season. Especially, Especially this season. Because if you think about it, that scene in the in the premiere is where it should have ended. <laughs> <laughs> and then they stretched it out for ten more episodes. And while I loved much. this I loved this episode, the middle portion was kind of like nah. Well but you so know it's really nice to see her riding on that horse along the coastline, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. That was a really I mean, nice shot. Getting on the boat. Yeah, and then the ship, I mean her going off was kind of the perfect they they couldn't have thought they weren't gonna do Stoneheart, which uh, that's the only time I'm saying it before we decide we're talking about it. Um is <laughs> You know, that scene of Arya going off on the boat is actually mm. the perfect se- like season ender. Because now it's like, okay, all the kids are now off. This is a different ball game. Lannisters are gone. And they just have to go off on our, on their own. Now all the old enemies are gone. So that's really cool. It was a really nice bookend for the season. It was like a uplifting thing, sort of. Except for the fact yeah. that she's going to train to become an assassin. But, you know, <laughs> that aside, it's, it was happening. But she doesn't know that thing. yet. Yeah. I think she kind of. I don't know. I mean, I think she knows that whatever whatever Jockin gave her. 
is going to lead her to whatever Jockin came from. And that's yeah. not like, you know, sunshine and But she has the freedom of choice now where she was yeah, a prisoner for it's so her long, idea. And it was like freedom for her, so yeah, I love yeah. the ending a lot, actually. Yeah. All right. Well, before we head back down to King's Landing, let's let's keep going. So now we're gonna go to Esso to talk about Danny. Fucking Danny. She named Drogon, guys. She, she named, named Drogon. Dragon. The so other happy. dragons still have no names. And I know. Maybe now... she's part of that group of people who doesn't believe you're supposed to name them for the first two years of their life, since apparently Gilly. Folk. She's a free folk. <laughs> apparently Gilly screwed that one over, so well, now Danny's like, taking it up. Well, she yeah. <laughs> But she did name Drogon. I yeah, like, I, I just threw that in there. Like, were people supposed to know what it was? Well, I, that and I also think, like, it would have been a little bit more impactful. It was a beautiful scene. She plays the crybaby very well. She's really good at the emotional stuff. It was, you know, but it would have been a little bit more impactful if they had names. Yeah. Yeah, uh, she was yeah. like, I'm sorry, Viserion. I'm sorry, Bagel. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, you're named for my and brothers. Now they're, they're basically like pets. Instead no, of her I children. Don't, I don't see them that way. They were crying mom. It's oh, yeah, they were, yeah. but, like, they don't have names. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, and speaking of crybabies, not that he was crybaby at all, but oh, that one Oh, my God, extra, that guy slayed me. That he was, yeah, was not an extra. So he's that, a guest star at this point, That's a feature guest. Right? At the feature he was guest. fantastic. He, he was, was amazing. He was amazing. He was heartbreaking. I mean, he, yeah, he was... Oh, that was too real. I mean, we all looked gutted. I looked around the room, and everyone was just, like, either holding back tears or just, like, letting them flow. We all were, like, clutching our stomachs. That there was is awful. nothing that, like, immediately makes me upset than seeing frail old men. Like, <laughs> they just make me upset. Like, I was walking behind a guy who was, like, pushing a walker, you know, like, when I got off the subway today, and I was just, like, choked up, and the dude's just, like, walking. Like, he, nothing, he's fine. <laughs> nothing wrong with him, except he's, he needs this walker, and I was just, like, <laughs> Like, I don't know, man. There's something about frail old men. They just really get me. This guy, it wasn't that he was, he was just so broken. Yeah. so broken. Yeah, it was so hard. Like, oh, and he kept saying, I don't understand. I don't understand what she's saying. Like, that just, like, that alone. Yeah. Yeah, that was nice. They acknowledged the fact, it's not Star Trek. They acknowledged that not everybody speaks English. Or puts their graffiti on the wall in English. (laughs) Yeah, he well, just come out of the TARDIS and understand everything. Represent guys that she's a she's controlling a foreign kingdom. Yeah, and yeah. they don't and, it, and, I, and they I don't understand that, her. Uh, they the fundamentally looks, compared to the way he looks, like you're a conqueror and this is what your this is of your doing. Oh yeah. So I felt that with that scene. It's time that she. It's time for her to to acknowledge the fact that not only is what she not only is the ideology that she brings to marine not marine's ideology and there's a lot of discussion about that that we could get into but we we don't have time for but it's also <laughs> like that she's she's not like the savior no she no. she has this idea about herself that she and i think that that's her struggle now right like she locks up the dragons she denies her nature and, you know, she's a character in a book, so she's a symbolic person. She's a Targaryen, and she represents, you know, chaos and tyranny and the old ways and conquering. And that's mm-hmm. that's where she gets her, her motivation. That's where she gets her claim to the throne. 
that's where she got her dragons. It's all about blood magic. And yet she wants to be everyone's nurturing mother. Yeah, and benevolent it, queen. Yeah, it's, it's just not, not it doesn't jive. And I think I do like that they had that first scene where the guy comes and says, can I sell myself back to my master? I have that, issues with that. Uh, why can't she come up with like a, a law system where you have to like pay wages? Is that yeah, like right? Not, it's either like well, slavery yeah, or yes. no slavery. But can I tell you, though, that was some quick thinking just to say at least make a contract because i mean she's just so floor you see that she has no idea what to say to this guy like i'm i just freed you and she cannot grasp the idea of him wanting to be back with his master so thinking of the contract thing on the fly was pretty good but it's not going to cut it well freedom doesn't do. feed you freedom doesn't give right. you a place to sleep right um or and purpose in life or either. purpose no. in life i'm sorry you can't just give like okay i've made shelters for you i've created a place for you but to she sleep. didn't like, give great. anything she didn't no give jobs. anybody anything Something to do to no she yeah. made no jobs and she'd not put any kind of law system within those shelters so they became like a free it's what yeah exactly she should look at what she did for the unsullied like grant i mean she freed them right like quotation marks she freed them and they're now her not slave army of slaves <laughs> but she gave them a purpose right like right like they they fight for her they have a job right and she gave them like commanders and structure and yeah I mean, granted, they're more structured to begin Which with. Which is hilarious. But... She kind of let them elect their own leaders. Right. It's like, oh, look, a little bit of democracy that you could, you shouldn't actually be supporting. Hmm. <laughs> because but I, the... liked, I liked that they had that guy just to start getting into the issues that she's going to continue to face next Oh, yeah. oh yeah. But I also liked how when he talks about the, sh- the, the, the shelters, it's very much what our shelters are like. You oh, know, yeah. homeless people oh, yeah. go to them. They have to keep their shoes on when they sleep and hold on to all their belongings because they don't know when they wake up if they if, if they're going to be gone. And that's that's exactly what I was thinking when she was when he was talking about it. I was like, I'm I'm kind of glad that they brought like some modern ideal into this because this is what does happen in these kind of places. Yeah, and it's a symbol of the rot of the city, and it's not going to be. She's not going to improve Marine. She's not going to rebuild Marine in a new image uh, simply by tearing things down. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's interesting. And now she's taken the dragons, the two innocent dragons, right. as innocent you as they can, can be. Right, you people, didn't do anything, so I'm going to lock People you had up, a lot okay? of issue with that, that, or the Unsullied. And I'm like, well, it still makes sense because... She doesn't want them to become what Drogon is. You don't keep is. nuclear weapons out in the open for them to do damage. Exactly. I, I, yeah. But it's sad because it's also like she's a breaker of chains and here she is. Putting the chains on. Yeah, cha- putting the chains back on. I like the people who, that was reading the Unsullied Born, they're like, but why did she have to chain them up? Couldn't they have just stayed down there? It seemed like a big enough place. I'm like, yes, but what about the people that come to beat them and the angry dragons come and, like, attack them? That's a problem. I was thinking about how, why is she chaining their neck? Aren't they going to yes. grow? Isn't she going to choke them? <laughs> and that's like, kind of the point is that when dragons don't have room to grow, they don't. That's why all the ones were stunted that were living in the the dragon dome thing in king's landing the dragon right. pit. maybe because i owned pit. an iguana i was thinking in the terms of lizards but like <laughs> when the when they're in a space that's large they still in te- they still grow whereas if the, they were in well, a, they grow a little space, bit 
They grow a little bit. Remember when Quentin comes and does this little visitation? <laughs> well, that's what that's what I'm saying. I'm they're in a, they're in a huge room. They're going to still grow because they're in a huge room. They're not in a yeah. small room. They're not contained. But they also cannot fly around. Not really. There's not enough room. I mean, I don't know what they how if the dimensions of the showroom, the show dungeon, are going to be the same. But you know, they can't fly. They don't see the sun. They're not getting exercise. They're not killing their own food. That and I think that's part of the point, is that she has one dragon who's super wild that she can't control, and then she's got these other ones, which she's doing, yeah. Yeah, she's doing kind of the same things what the later Targaryens ended up doing, and that's what created a lot of the problems in the first place. Right. And so I think it's it's interesting to have the two Jenny, sides Jenny, you have so much knowledge of these dragons that Danny doesn't have. How come she does not pick up a book like you Wait, pick up a book? Like, <laughs> There's her How to Train a Dragon, like, this, I love that meme of the picture of her holding the yeah. book and watching the movie. <laughs> I didn't see that. That's great. And the Princess and the Queen, which I hope we talk about in a later podcast, I mean, mm-hmm. like, they they do have the dragons in the dragon pit. But they bond but so with mobile. their dragon. But they, right. okay, right. well, one, this is still, that's the Targaryen decline, right? But at the Targaryen yeah. height, they're bonding with their dragons. Yeah. They're almost, like, psychically connected. And she's not doing that with these no. three. Well, she can't really, right? She has to pick one. Uh, and I guess it's going to be Drogon, but he seems to be. It's almost like weird because you think about like a dog. Like if you if you let it run wild, it's going to be wild. But if you kennel it up and you don't ha- you don't socialize it, it's also going to be wild. Be wild, yeah. So she's going to be mean. She's yeah, it's going to be mean. So she's just basically making monsters and. Right. It's, she's not going about this the right way. She's so not going about it the other way. way no, but she's not even trying. She, it's like it's like send someone to Valyria. Why don't you? It's like you're the queen of half the world. Get some fucking books. <laughs> Wait, she's gonna go to the the burned out like volcano well, land. I don't know. Oh, Isn't there a library she there? That guy. The guy knows all about Targaryen history. The old man. He's like, I know all about your family. Oh, really? Can you tell me? Yeah, right. Well, like, hey, like, I, I'd hey, like bro, to hire you. I'll <laughs> pay you. I'll give you a purpose. Right. Like, I have a, I have a I'm spot a little girl. open. Right, I have a spot open on my team. I know nothing about like, dragons. <laughs> like, that drawer, dude. Do you, how do you look, good, look in a yellow shirt? Like, this <laughs> How about yeah. a blue scarf? Does that work for you? So, <laughs> King's yeah. Landing. Now I know Tiger Jess, Jess had some issues, and I think that we're going to share those issues. So, team us. Uh, <laughs> what did everybody else think? Let's start with Cersei and Kyburn and the mountain. It's a big needle what? syringe thing. So, Cersei and Kyburn in the mountain. And, and one, I love the cheeky, like, is this going to make him weak? <laughs> No, like, no. It's going to make him strong. Robert <laughs> strong? Like Robert strong? Why well, yes. It's like I here this this is both I both love that kind of shit, but I also kind of hate it because I feel like D and D have this tendency to telegraph stuff super obviously. Yeah. Like they like they basically announced that Tywin was gonna die at the in, in the, like the previously on, and then you have stuff like this where it's like unless you are like just straight up not in the room when that <laughs> scene is going, you know that whoa something's going to happen. He's going to be like a strong man. They're gonna make him into a monster. Like, I mean, people don't know what exactly he's going to be used for. Then again, neither do we. So true, but knows? I feel like in the book, in the book, it was very much like, wait, what? Like you had to well, really be paying he's attention. Just like, 
in the basement, like, being in the dungeon, screaming. screaming, and you don't really know what's going on. You know that Kyburn's doing shit down there, but he's just, she's just, like, giving him maids, and he's doing experiments, and you're like, I don't know what's happening down there, but okay. And then this and giant then, guy yeah. shows up, and you're like, who the hell is Possibly this? Possibly without a head, you know, whatever. Oh my god, remove his head. Yeah, the, what did he say? This will change him? Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Like, yes, Oh, the headaches. You're gonna need more Advil, guys. <laughs> I was going to say, considering what he did to the Viper, I think that it's pretty... Serves him right. Serves him right, yeah. But then there was Picel puttering around going, oh, just give him the poppy for the pain. There's nothing <laughs> left for him. And then she's like, get out, bitch. Well, he, <laughs> she, my she, laboratory. You know, this is when I agree with him, though, because, you know, it is disturbing. I don't know. I'm getting, like... I No, I agree, image- too. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting, like, images <laughs> of, like, like Nazis experimenting on people when I'm, like, Oh, yeah. I mean, Kyburn's you know? a monster, yeah. Yeah, so, like, when... when <laughs> I'm like, hey, I agree with Grandmaster Pycelle for once. <laughs> like, yeah, you should <laughs> give him, like... Well, because he's know, not shouting, treason is treason. <laughs> Yeah, he, no, no, this this he's totally right on. This is No, yeah. I mean, they should let him die. He's dying. They should let him die and not recreate him into their own image. I know, he's yeah. a horrible fit. He's, like, not even human. Just let put it out of his misery, please. Well, I think the, the, thing, the thing about Kyburn is he's, like, so kindly and... I know. He's just, like, a scary dude who's, like, who makes the Boltons look, like, I don't know, leave it to He's kind of what, like, Ramsey should be, like creepy and i love the actor who plays cliver and like he's great i think he's one of the best casting decisions of the past few seasons mm-hmm. so i think he's just wonderful in the role he's like perfect for it well i hope we get to see more of him next season and oh, we, we get will. some we also get another great scene between cersei and tywin which was sort Ooh. of one of those like throwaway scenes because it doesn't impact the plot at all it doesn't right. make sense. And it though. also, it's, it's, well, it's, it's interesting because it's like, I understand that they want to give Lena something to do. Um, right. And they want to give her a lot of lines and they want her to be able to be just as upset and scary and, you know, and snarling as everybody else gets to chew, you know, in those, in those scenes. Mm-hmm. But it's also like, it's not her character. And I kind of well, don't, I don't know. I don't I know what they're doing. I don't think with she her. would but ever was, tell him. Yeah. You know what? No, she wouldn't have, but it was a way for them to have a final scene together. Looking at it just from the show construction. Yeah. Yeah, they would never have seen each other again beyond, like, last episode. And they needed to have, he needed to have a goodbye with his kids. Right, and it well, doesn't, yeah. right, it doesn't affect the Jamie, plot. But... He's not, unless he wrote some secret letter, which, yeah. hey, you know, Tywin does that. Uh, <laughs> well, he was arcing. putting letters away. He was just storing letters. <laughs> yeah, right? There he is. Like, what are you writing? I'm like, yeah, but that, actually, during that whole scene, I was like, so he just puts that stuff in that stupid desk with that flimsy key. It's his poetry. <laughs> like, that should be, like, way better guarded. I don't know. I just don't understand this scene, guys, because if Cersei comes out with all this information, they're not going to let you live. They're not going to let Tommen live. They're going to, like, arrest you guys and throw you in prison. I know, so. it's no, stupid. It was Tywin. It was Tywin. He it was never. Weird. He's oh, yeah, he would never. Yeah, he would, it's the Buffy. She's like, I'll kill us and everyone we know just to make you upset. <laughs> but it's the Buffy. I don't mom think she syndrome. was actually being serious. No, I, I, I mean, kind of doing an empty threat, knowing that it would make him really annoyed. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I and it's just that. to show her descent into being mad. Basically. That's true. Yeah, I felt that. I do wonder what they're gonna do 
next season if they will bring someone like Kevin in because like as it is now like she has free reign and she can do whatever she wants like why would she honor the Tyrell marriage to Tommen when she doesn't have to unless they really are sticking with the whole the Lannisters have no gold well she's gonna find out that they have no gold yeah she already knows they have no gold but because he told her but I just wonder if they're gonna bring in a character like Kevin to just like like no you have to stick with the Tyrell Alliance and keep the status quo for the moment. Well, if they do end up sending Jamie to Dorne. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't think so, you guys. I think that was just a side to throw everybody off. Yeah, I'm skeptical. I don't know. It makes no sense for him to go. Yeah, yeah it wouldn't surprise me if they did it. I would rather him go to Dorne than dicking around in the Riverlands for a whole season. Oh, no, I want, a scene, I want the scene with Edmure. I need that scene. I love that scene. I want the only Jen- thing that I will miss <laughs> out on are are the, the Uncle Lannister, or the, the Aunt Lannister and the Uncle Frey. Oh, I love, yeah, my I love favorite, Jenna. My favorite Lannister ever, that Lannister. Yeah, because that would be, that'll be amazing. But they've all cast Jenna Lannister. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Right? Really? Yes, I think will. Really? She's I a Lannister. Somebody, of course they'll <laughs> I have perfect person and I need to send them her CV. <laughs> like she needs to play her. It's perfect. Uh so of course after that we have uh Jamie and Cersei. That was interesting. Yeah, so instead of we finally got them desecrating some kind of holy <laughs> <laughs> Lots of table sex in Game of Thrones. I know. Like, yeah. Do they not have anything else to do? Well, it's no. it's you know it's so it's so weird because every time I see them like get it on or kiss or be intimate at all, all I can think of is but you that scene. Her. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean the thing is they they have a scene where Cersei comes to the White Tower in the book and Jamie sends her away because yes. he's like not here, and it's weird because it still comes after the Sept scene in the book, but we've discussed that at length how it wasn't as rapey, so. I don't know. It just feels a little weird. Well, this is what I took as she just had told her father what she had told her father, and then she went right over to Jamie, so in case Tywin was going to confront them, then he would catch them. Like, I took it as that was doing uh, doing it to spite Tywin more than anything else. Yeah, it seemed to me that she's just very reactionary in this episode. You know, she's just kind of Mm -hmm. like careening from one place to the next. Like, I'm angry at you. I'm going to lash out. You're going to make me feel better because you want me, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's a preview for next season. I really hope she burns the Tower of the Hand. Oh, yeah. Why wouldn't she? I know. I just hope they keep that in. I mean, they're going to want to use at least half their budget to have some really (laughs) janky-looking, fake-ass CGI flames for, like, 30 minutes. (laughs) Why would they pass up that opportunity? Anyway. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Jamie Tyrion. Jenny? Just, I oh. didn't like it. I hated it. Um, I just don't, it's not, the whole, the whole the scene is off. First of all, I was rewatching it this morning at, at the beginning of work, and I went to go, like, take a bite of my sandwich, and then the scene was done when I looked back on my computer, so it was way too short. And I appreciate, you know, the, the, the heartfelt moment between brother, big brother and little brother, and I love that about it. But that scene is raw and sad because it's like they're like breaking up essentially this like loving unconditional relationship in the books with the Taisha thing and like Tyrion feels betrayed by the one person who should never have betrayed him. It's yeah. like the one person who truly loves him besides Taisha just betrayed him and and his whole life has been a lie. And I felt that by omitting that it completely changes everything. Part of the reason why he wants to bring down House Lannister. Is because, is because of Jamie, and if that's not there, it it doesn't make any sense why he wants to like. Yeah, it's the final betrayal, right? Yeah, because he's still. Betra- but I mean, you can 
Tyrion has had so much shit piled on him for so many years. You could feasibly say that, like, you know what? He's he's about to escape, and the reason why he goes after Tywin is not because of this final betrayal, which would have been better, but just because he's like, fuck it. If I'm going out, I'm going out swinging. Well, yeah, but I that's think not so. what he says in the, the – Peter says in the interview. Peter oh, I, haven't, interview. I haven't read that yet. There was an interview when Peter said the reason he went there was because Tyrion needed closure. And that's why he went to confront well, that's his part father. Of it. I mean, but that's what I mean. Like he's he's going out. He's going to make sure that all he's done. Yeah, you but he wasn't I mean? going. He wasn't going out with the specific. He was going to take his father out. Like you know, it was going to be a, a well, what's it called? Well, the Terminator anybody, way of going out. I, but no, I don't, I don't think, think he intended to kill that. him yeah. in the book either. It's just yeah, I don't either. Once he well, got there, he was so overcome with everything that he had just learned that he snapped. But, I mean, I was saying to Jess, which she doesn't agree with, but I think in the context of the show, the scenes still work. I agree it would be much better with all of the Taisha stuff. Also, there's the issue of, you know, Tyrion, because Jamie's been around for weeks and they've had many conversations and Cersei's not actually really sleeping around other than Lancel. Like, they don't have that scene either where he says, you know, she's probably been fucking Lancel, Osmond, Kettle Black, and Moonboy for all I know. Oh, right. Like, like, how is... Don't exist. And so it kind of, it's weird with Jamie and Cersei's relationship from here too, because this is where he starts to pull away because he realizes what she is. And so it'll be interesting to see how that plays in the show. Well, they could always rewrite it so that he couches her or he Right, I mean, there's still, there's still stuff they can do. I'm not saying it's ruined, but it's interesting because they didn't have any of that, those moments in there, they have to work around it yeah i think the most important difference though is the fact that in the show well two things you know book Tyrion is george martin show Tyrion is dmd and <laughs> no i think that this is i think that this no, is I'm an important distinction I just okay <laughs> i think that this is an important distinction because so book george right Tyrion. the only way he's going to just like have that full-on like i'm going to become just like the opposite of my of my, you know, on sort of like flawed but honorable kind of like fa- everyone's favorite character and murder this innocent person and murder my father and go on to be just a sad sack whiny baby, right? <laughs> is if is if he's already reached bottom, right? Like if everyone he's ever trusted has betrayed him. Whereas show D D Tyrion, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to go, you know, have, father, I'm going to go kill my father because it's cool and it's revenge and it's a circle. And I don't want to mess with Jamie because, you know, we're bros. And yeah, Jamie's still in a redemption arc because. Exactly. Yeah, they're just afraid to make these characters, the great characters that they are in the book. I rewatched the scene. I never got in Tyrion's face with the Shay moment that he wanted to kill her. I didn't see no. it on his face. So when she goes to grab it, it's like, okay, now it's like a self-defense. It completely. Exactly. It reads it's like just, it's self-defense. It just, yeah. And it's it makes it not self-defense. It's not. This is something Megan and I were talking. Megan, you want to say it? Well, I mean, I don't want to get too much into it because I feel some people on Tumblr have done it really well, but it's not self-defense. She grabs a knife because she's probably scared and she doesn't know what he's going to do, but he comes to her. She doesn't move from the bed at all. Yeah. yeah she doesn't attack him. Out, exactly. Nothing would have happened. He didn't have a look of, like, malice on his face. It was more so, like, not no anger. It was hurt. There was no malice. So to even grab it is, like, because it's Yeah, it was, he was, they played that scene sad. They played that scene sad, not angry. Which, yeah, and and Shoshay is in love with Tyrion. That's what we're led to believe. So she would never, I felt like the... They didn't do her justice in her last scene. I just wish, I just wish that she would have had a line. 
That yes. was it. That was yes. it. Because what she, the only thing she really says is, is when she's lying in the bed, she says Tywin, and then she says my my lion. My lion. Yeah. And that's when she my turns lion. around, and 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 Tyrion sees her, and then she reaches for the knife, and he's just like, he he hears what she says, and that that's what she called him, and to him that was devastating. Yeah. But that's not on top of also finding out everything about Tysha and Jamie. No. No. It's just like, oh, you know, my brother's got my back, but I'm here to I'm here to like tell my dad to go fuck himself. Meanwhile, I just found the woman I love in my father's bed. Like, I just don't think that it's a I don't know. I don't know if it makes Tyrion worse in the show. It could make him a worse person in the show than he is in the books. I, yeah, but no I, one will see it that way. Well, people don't. My coworkers who don't uh, read the novels were like, I really liked Tywin. Why did Tyrion do that? It didn't make any sense. And I had to explain, well, his dad's like a major tool towards him. And I explained the whole Taisha situation. Like, wow, that's really fucked up. And they understood why he killed him then. Like, Meanwhile, the he show. felt the need to fuck the whore that his son had been fucking. Yeah. And it's like, what sick, twisted asshole is he you know, because you know it's not about Shay. No. no, it's totally about hurting. It's totally son. about hurting Tyrion. Yeah, and like he wanted me dead. If he really wanted him dead, he would have killed him years ago. Like that's not that's it's hollow. It's not. It's underwhelming. It's hollow for me. I don't buy his justification for killing his father beyond like, oh, you know, you hurt me this way. Whereas it's like I totally get it in the book. This act of this act, you know, like how dare you? Like you just ruined my entire life. I, didn't, I don't feel that with Show Tyrion and Show Tywin's relationship. I don't know. I'm hoping at least that Show Tyrion doesn't turn into like the mopey, annoying character that Tyrion turns into. into. Well, what I, I, I don't have to hear is where does whores go? Um, that's like the only thing I'm happy about this whole scene is I don't no. have to hear that every 15 I don't. I, I hope he does because you know what? That's important for Tyrion. He hits rock bottom. He's suicidal, and I I need to see that, but it's not going to make any any sense on the show. Uh, just the way they characterize it. And then why did you even introduce? Taisha in the first season if you weren't going to do this scene like what was the whole point of it like you're going to look back in season one and say oh and it doesn't add up to anything it's just a pointless scene like why even have his first wife in it if you're never going to address it ever again yeah it doesn't it doesn't make sense this is this is my one issue with the entire episode uh, should we segue that into the issues that other people Hello? have with the episode? I'm not done talking about Tyrion. Talking Sorry, before. guys. I okay. just wanted to say that um, uh, I was going to say that what Tyrion does is a crime of passion. It's not supposed to be logical or rational. So I think it still works in the show, though it would have been way better if they'd included the Taisha stuff. Right. I, think, I still think yeah. I still think it makes enough sense in the show. I know that's not like what we want but i think for most of the show watchers i think it'll be fine and i think when he is if they do stick with him being depressed and suicidal next season i think it'll still make sense i don't think they'll be like well why is this happening i think it makes enough sense that it will be okay i'm sure it'll be okay it's just that i don't i mean it's lacking it's lacking the intensity it's lacking tywin being a true villain it's such a well it's it's such a pivotal moment in Tyrion's life and his characterization like i don't understand how you just rush it because it was very rushed and just brush over such a just just that like that's such it's so important to his characterization it's like i was trying to think of a scene i was telling jenny this it's like i don't know it's like uh, Danny not killing Dro- Drogo. It's like those type of levels. Like you would never think these things. It's, it's Tyrion Lannister. This is a very, very important scene to his characterization, and you're just brushing over that. I don't like it. 
and and it and it's like the one like besides the scene that shall not be named it's like my biggest issue with the entire season by far uh my the one thing that i did want to point out though is all of the energy and time that they got to spend on Tyrion looking at tywin and saying i am your son so there's another uh quarrel in the stomach of the Tyrion is a targaryen theory Thank God. I Bitches. hope that's not true. <laughs> I'm cool. But honestly, my favorite bits about the, and I know you guys were not super thrilled with these scenes, but I was just happy that the Lannisters are falling. Cause I'm so fucking sick of Reigns of Castamere. If I never have to hear it again, I'll be really excited. I know. Agree, yeah. Um, there's the part where he talks about how I'm your son, and it's like one thing that I always want him to say is that I wanted to point out that he is more his son than anybody else. Is. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. he's oh, yeah. more like Tywin than anyone else in that family will ever be. And and as much as Tywin dislikes him, I think he recognizes the fact that this child is always going to be the one that will be most like him in every single way. He just doesn't want to acknowledge it because he's the reason that Joanna's dead. He's he's considered a defect. He's not he's he's not perfect in the Jamie way, but he is the most intelligent. He is the he is he's got the most cunning mind. He does think things out and he tries to cut him under every chance he gets because he doesn't want to acknowledge the fact that that Tyrion is the true the true Lannister in every way. Yeah, totally agree. To yeah. quote Jenna Tyrion is Tywin's son, not you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why I have to keep that scene. Yes. It's, it's just frustrating all around because, again, I think that things have been dumbed down and they constant. I, I feel like that D&D think that the audience is, you know, stupid and 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 male and but i think um, it's hollywood in general to be fair I, right and the thing is i i would agree with you on that if i didn't have conversations with people at work and they ask me questions or they'll make comments like oh shay that dumb bitch you deserve to be killed that yes. make me want to strangle them and also make me realize oh maybe this is the audience maybe well, this is weird i was gonna say like i mean not that i have guys watching the show right now at work but like all the people that have been borrowing my dvds and coming in i mean like they don't know what the hell's going on like they come in and they ask me questions and i'm like are you even watching the show and like, <laughs> yeah like for them like these characterizations are fine like it's not yeah. good for us or the people who are really paying attention but for a lot of the audience who's passively watching it and just tuning in every week and nothing else this is fine uh, yeah, and that's that's and that's the the bullshit. problem is they sad. have to it's play sad. to that, and I wish they didn't have to or didn't feel that they have to. But if they you know what I'm sorry, but stuff, stupid people are would... gonna watch it whether it's good or true, not. So they true. might as well play it to the audience that actually cares. True. I agree with that, and I agree, but I also don't. I disagree in that you say the show is simple, and I know in your notes you made a comment saying that people only have to watch it once. I don't think that's true. I mean, I think it's easy for us to say that from our perspective, but I talk to a ton of Unsullied in my real life and they don't, they have to watch things more than once. They, they ask me questions. I do family trees for them. They watch the show multiple times to understand things. So from their perspective, it's not super simple. Well, but that's like a flashcard. What what I meant by that was like, you can, you might have to watch it a hundred times to learn people's names and to learn like flashcard things, but you're not watching it because you're putting A, B and C together. You're not watching it because things are layered and that you don't understand something in episode two and still you, until you see something in episode 10, the show is super linear. That's why I I actually, 
Yeah, I disagree with that only because I know even me and I know the stuff that's going on here and I know a lot of the layered stuff that is introduced in the actual show canon. Um, even there are some times where I will watch the season and then I'll be like four, six months from now, I'll be saying, oh, I want a marathon and I watch and I catch things that I hadn't caught before. So I think Damn. that there are things in there and I think that, that people do rewatch it. That's why they buy the DVDs to rewatch it and kind of catch things they didn't catch before. So I don't know that I necessarily agree with you on that well don't we all read the books more than once like yeah. i read the books experience. i don't watch the show over and over again i'm sorry i still have a bunch of dvds on the shelf that i haven't even taken out of the plastic that's why i'm lending mine out so they get used um i think but, I, <laughs> <laughs> but like i think that that we feel that way but i do think that people who are just watching the show i mean they do watch the show multiple times to pick up more stuff because they're not getting it the first time and they do see more things as they go i mean the unsullied people on that board that i read i mean they pick everything apart and i think i mean certainly they have a lot of issues that we have in terms of misrepresenting things or things being weird that they note that are weird that are weird because they're not including book stuff but i do think that there are people that watch it the same way that we read the books is what i'm saying and i think that there are layers there there just aren't as many for us because we know it's not there. That's true. Can I just say one more thing about show fans, at least the ones that I interact with, they still ask me this question, well, who am I supposed to be rooting for? Yeah. They don't They don't get it. They don't understand the concept. There's not a like, but it's, person. It's, that has to do with the way that HBO markets, and I put that in my notes as well. It's very like NFL, who's your team? And yeah, like, that's you know, true. We do the jokes where we're like, Team Snowden, but that's a fucking joke. And yes. Like there is no hero. That's the point. It's it's a subversion of the genre. And I guess what I think that what gets me is that I don't feel like it's a subversion of the genre because for many of the viewers, and I think for D and D in particular, that this is not about coming at a fantasy novel from a place where you have a background and a vocabulary in fantasy novel. This is the only fantasy novel that a lot of the you know show watchers have ever or, you know fantasy show have ever watched. So yeah, well, for for them, it's not a subversion and it's not a critique and it's not, it doesn't mean anything beyond yeah, I mean the same magic. thing. Yeah. Which is actually, this is a perfect segue. Exactly. Yeah. Because this is, this scene, the brand scene is the disillusionment of the hipsters, as I like to refer, because every person <laughs> that I talk to that has never read fantasy, they go to this and I'm like, isn't that kind of hokey? And I say, it was fucking hokey. And I read hokey. all kinds of hokey, hokey shit. No, but listen, it was dumb hokey. as hell. No, I, I gotta so tell you, angry. it was a little hokey. However, they were saying, oh, it's too much. I'm like, okay, so you'll watch a show where seasons last decades. You'll watch a show with dragons. You'll watch a show with fucking zombies and white walkers and all this bullshit. But skeletons, which was in a no, movie I'm that sorry. made a million dollars. Rickety ass skeletons get? and helmets. No, that yeah. was stupid looking. No, and I I understand do. where they're coming from. No, I but understand. they're also. But they've it, always it, been that way towards Bran, Rachel, in a storyline, yeah. even before oh, the skeletons. Yeah. They, they, they think it's stupid. They think it's even, stupid. They think it's stupid, but it's not even about that. It's about that just attitude, which this is what irked me. It's the Eric attitude is. of fantasy is not worth my time. So why yeah, are you mm -hmm. making me watch this storyline? And I I'm agree. just like, fuck you. 
Homer is basically fantasy. Like you have all of these mythology. Look at the Greek myths, the Roman. All of this stuff was the human's way of processing big emotional shit through a lens that they could kind of look at and kind of realize this is not really my life. I don't have to deal with my own bullshit, but I can enjoy a story. But also I'm processing it. And no, I agree. I agree. And I think I think we're coming to the same conclusion from two different sides of the fence. Right, you guys, right. you guys are like, well, I like this kind of stuff, so I'm fine with it. And I'm coming at it from I like this kind of stuff. And this was not an accurate representation of what this kind of stuff is and looks yeah. like and feels like in stories like this. I'm sorry, but there's a video on YouTube. You can you can look it up. It's called LARPer Battles with Lightning. <laughs> and that is <laughs> It's a bunch of LARPers in the woods screaming, lightning ball, lightning ball, lightning ball, lightning ball, as they throw beanbags at each other. And that's exactly <laughs> what the scene was like. I didn't have a problem with the fireballs. Can I tell Yo, you why I didn't have a problem with, with the those rickety ass skeletons that look like they cost about $5. I'm it telling you, stupid. I was calling it Jojen and the Argonauts by the end of, the, by the yeah. end of my rewatch. All like, right, so okay. I have a question for everybody. What would you rather the children fight with? Because they've obviously been fighting these people for for centuries, right? So what would you want them to be fighting with if not fire? Like, I guess, I guess like one of the bags of fire that they could just shoot at people. Like, what would you rather have? It's not about, it's not about the actual, like what was being shown. Fine. Skeleton warriors. Fine. They're fighting them with fire. It's, the mechanism and the and the visual vocabulary that they use to present it to us. That's it, I mean, that's a fair. That's fair. What I was trying to yeah. explain to Jess is that the skeletons fell off. Like I get that they would probably be skeletons at that point because zombies decay. I mean, yeah. I'm assuming those are regular. But they could have been creepy. Well, they right. I, they moved weird. The way they moved was off. Like, they wouldn't they have been connected because they the were ground. skeletons, right? They, they it's were like stiff. why is that our, why is that an articulated skeleton? What's holding it together? It's clothes. <laughs> Rachel, <laughs> I've seen the last of the unicorn. Skeletons can stick together. No, but I. But then where's the wine? I needed the wine. I needed. The no, clock. I know. There was no wine. There was no wine. There was no wine. There was no like dripping. No, I'm sorry. Don't worry. They're gonna make Jojen into wine. It's fine. No, I needed. I didn't need the Game of Thrones soundtrack there. I needed the Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, I was like. Burr, 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 no, I mean that scene for me was like was like pirates meets the like first six minutes of like the fairy season of True Blood. Yes. yes. I loved it. I might be the only person because it was. I loved it. I I can't know why. I just did. I love Mira's fight with it. Like Mira got to be a badass. It was a cool fight with her fighting this skeleton. Like I don't know why you all hated it. It was fine. It It just felt like you were walking into like a low budget fantasy show for a second. But you know what? We're spoiled with Game of Thrones. We're incredibly spoiled. We people compare Game of Thrones to like. Lord of the Rings because we can't compare it to all the other fantasy shows because of like the budget of it and we take that for granted as fans. Right. You know, you they're know limited by they're they're limited by by oh, television. Oh, I'm yes. so sad no, no, for no, them and on. their biggest biggest budget of any television show ever. I'm so crying tears for them. And but yes, it's still honestly, a budget and it's still Don't care. Don't it, care. On. You guys, you guys, you guys. It is a budget and we are spoiled. So that's the problem is that if they're going to be 
so consistently amazing with the special effects. You know what? Farscape has better not. effects. Battlestar Galactica know, has better effects. Ru Ru Paul's fucking Rachel. Drag Race has better Rachel. effects than half the scenes super, that we I, saw I in this episode. I, I know you guys want to talk I'm... to me about budget, but it's okay. just not fucking true. Rachel. I'm sorry. Well, listen, I'm, I'm agreeing with you, man. I'm sure. Let me just finish what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that the re- the one time that they were kind of fucked up with it, it's gonna show up a million times more than it would have if they had oh, they kind of been a little janky time. with everything else. It looks janky all the time. I, it looks, it's not janky all the time. It's no. not janky. And I think you have to consider what they're doing with the special effects. I mean, I think I they're blowing it up their nose. Is, but like, animals cost a lot from what I've read. Yeah, direwolves cost people. a fuck ton. It's not like the stuff Battlestar is doing. It's different stuff. It's probably more expensive. I so. don't care. I mean, I don't, I don't know what they would have done with the skeletons to make them better. I'd have to go back and <laughs> they watch, would have like, to have started in the concept art to have well, been Pirates is a Disney movie that was, like, $300 million budget. No, I know. I'm just trying just, – just in terms of movement, I'm just trying to remember what those looked like to see if they were better. And, I like, I can't remember. Slower. I'm sorry. Yeah. They over-rely on CGI. That's just their main and biggest problem. They over-rely on it, and it's always obvious, and it always looks bad. And whenever you have a person who is willing to do practical effects coupled with CGI, it looks better. I don't think they needed to be skeletons. I could think they could have just been more decayed zombies. I mean, come on. Look at what they're doing on Walking Dead. That shit is crazy. Yeah, I was going to bring up The Walking Dead. Yeah. Because they have really decayed zombies and that they could have worked for you this. Think, uh, you guys think they did it because they've kind of done, not that they've done the zombies to death, but maybe they just wanted to try something new and different with with the whites. And maybe that's what they were going for, rather like than what you guys, guys are saying. Yeah, because we've kind of yeah. seen, like, the whites, and, like, it's not a surprise anymore. It's a kind of, like, we don't have the same old shit. Kind I think of that they were trying mentality. to be logical about it. They're like, these bodies have been there for a long right. time. They wouldn't yeah. be, they wouldn't have flesh anymore. Like, I understand how they got to that point. I just don't know why they let it get like that. I, do I, think I mean, honestly, ice, they would have been preserved somewhat, so I don't really see how they yeah. could be decayed Anything. that much. And all it's that magic. Now. You know what? It's fucking magic. They can make up any rule they want, and it didn't have to look like that. Can I say something? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, you said, you know, something different in terms of the zombies and the whites and stuff, but I think it also confused people because they're used to the whites having the blue eyes, and since these didn't have any eyes, I think people were confused as to what they were and didn't necessarily connect that they were the same thing. Right. And well, also, I was getting people saying, why did we even need to have that? Couldn't they just get to the tree? And when I tried to use the excuse of it's the traditional hero's journey, wherein just when you're about to get mm-hmm. what you want to get to, you have to have that final obstacle. I got a blank look. So that's <laughs> clearly not working. <laughs> it's like, well, it was stupid. And they should but have you that. know what? A lot of these people are never going to like Bran Stark or his storyline because they're not in it for that stuff. So they hate it regardless. As soon as he comes on screen, they're already like saying, I'm yeah. not going to like this. They're not even giving it's it a chance. It's sad because I think Bran is a special favorite of George's. And we learned so much from Bran, and Bran Not is... in the show. No, but I'm hoping well, it's coming, yet. you guys. I know, me too. I'm hoping okay, it's so... coming. Well, so you know let's move on. Let's move on to Blood Raven because wait, wait. I'm... Megan had something to say. Oh, I'm sorry. Just say, what I say to the haters of the Bran storyline, too bad, because George has already said that the true conflict is the one in the North. Yeah. So all the people that love yeah. the South, I 
don't care what you're gonna think when it all of a sudden is all about the north. <laughs> let's talk about, let's talk about Blood Raven. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, okay. sorry. I'm sorry. We have to do it. We have to talk about yeah. the old man floating in the in, in the weeds. Carfosa, <laughs> um, detective. That was the reference everybody was making. <laughs> See, I made that yeah, re- Mary. Yeah. I made that that Mary Poppins reference that Jenny I'm didn't sorry. understand. <laughs> I'm like, it's an old, it's like an old man that's stuck in that tree. I just wanted to know if you thought my edit was good. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to do work and that at the same time. I needed an answer. But uh, no, I think Lauren. Blood Raven was super lame. He was yeah. super lame. I, because... All I could think of was how the, I was like, they submitted that for an Emmy? <laughs> I know, right? I mean, come on, guys. They... Let's look at the hound's makeup. We can't really expect too much from them. Oh, well, well, now, Lauren, you're a big Mulan fan, right, Lauren? Yes. Did he not remind you a little bit of the Emperor? Yes. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I can see it. But you know what? When I was watching it, because I wasn't wearing my glasses, which clearly is my fault, um, all I saw was his face, and I'm like, is this guy just staring, like, just a head sticking out of it? Like, is the rest of them all gone? And then when well, I that did the watch, I'm like... I know, but then when I saw the rewatch and I'm like, he's just sitting on a chair made of tree. <laughs> sitting in a chair. I'm like, this is not much better than the floating I'm like, come head. on. I was expecting it to not even like be fully human. I thought it was going to be half puppet because I wanted it to be like horrifying. Yeah. It should have been Pan's Labyrinth. Yes. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Like, think about that, that like was, that but that was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Creepy, no, but mean, beautiful. Yeah. When I, was, when I was doing that edit today. And just for people who are not paying attention to our Tumblr, I did a uh, more book version of Blood Raven over top of the uh, the still from the show. But, like, when I was flipping back and forth between the two to, like, see how much I had done, I was like, dear God, lot. there's just nothing there. Nothing. It's a guy sitting in a tree. Like, he's just, he's literally a normal guy. Like, there's nothing done to his face. His hair isn't even as long. Like, they they wrapped like, like one root half-heartedly around one of his wrists. And yeah. like, that's it. That's and it. like, it just, it looked like he could just get up and walk away. And that's not <laughs> <laughs> like, why didn't you, you do that? Why didn't you and get up and walk away? I'm just like, they have, you know, they spent all this time on like embroidery and costumes yeah. and stuff like that. I'm like, just fucking do something no, because with, you like, know why they like don't really respect cool, the north yeah it's a really cool magical thing and like they just did nothing with it like he's in a fucking black robe sitting in a tree it's not even decayed like a black decayed black fabric it's just nope. a black robe sitting in a tree yep. and it's just i don't know it was not good i just think I that it's not as upset I, I mean, maybe I was so happy that like we're seeing it, and the, I was screaming because I mean, like you were screaming. You actually stood up and was like waving, flailing around, and I was like, okay, because like happy. this is because this is like one of those moments in the book where it's like all like the magic pays this journey of this kid, like Katie was saying before, like paid off, and it's supposed to be that way for me. So I wasn't, I was more looking at it from like Brand's perspective, finally like reaching the end of his journey. Rather than focusing on on the effects, so I well, do agree. I appreciate I appreciate that we got we got the book dialogue, but yeah. part of part of the fun of this show being a show and not being in a book is, is seeing it on screen. No, I agree with you, but I was just more so distracted by by Brand by and the journey, it. yeah, than the actual effects. Like that yeah. was like afterthought for me. Well, like on the here's another. Watch, 
It was obvious. But can we talk about how he had two eyes and how he's not Blood Raven? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some guy. Blood Raven pretender. <laughs> can we go back to the dialogue for a minute? Like, we were all yeah. excited about that dialogue. Yay, woohoo. We're going to fly. Um, <laughs> Hipster coworker goes, wait, is he actually going to fly now? I don't yeah. get it. What's yes, about the magic? The I'm yes. like, fuck. Like, I can't. The answer is he's going to be flying around like, uh, uh, who flies? Who's a flyer? Peter Pan? Peter Pan. That's, that's actually perfect. That's a With his dead legs voice. just hanging below him. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, wait, wait. Speaking of dead. <laughs> speaking visual. of dead. Hold on. Speaking of dead, uh, R.I.P. Jojen. Today is oh, the day. Oh, Jojen smoothie. Yes. And also, the, I'm telling you, that's not the last we've seen of Jojen. No, he got, he got a fireball thrown at his body. Yeah, he's, he's a little... Char- Jojen burned black. Wait, did you see hey, that hey. theme of, like, she's throwing the fireball and Mira's behind her and it says D&D and then the next Canada, scene she, yeah. throws, she throws the flame and, and then it says meters or something like that. Well, hold on. Yeah, I will say one thing that D&D said about Jojen that I actually really like is that they compared this to John the Baptist. Javon, yeah. He's the guy to get the really important person to the right spot. I really liked that. Yeah, no, I, mean, I understand that. I don't understand that. that I understand why they killed him off here. I had no issue with that. But although it was kind of funny because the thing's just like stabbing him like 20,000 times. That was a little much. With, yeah, it was, it was like little, it was like a skeleton arm, arm on a string. Burr. Just like. He may as well have been a fucking dummy. He should have been like. It was, a, it was Jason and the Argonauts in that one. Like it was just very, very. I mean, maybe they were trying to do a homage to it, but it was just it was a little. I yeah. think they're going to hide I think Hokey is yeah. the best description of. Yeah, of I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I just feel like like the like the magic. The way that he presents magic in these novels is so much more realistic than, say, like Wheel of Time or something. Like it's, it's not. It, it feels real, right. and they made it feel fucking stupid. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like um, Robin Hobb just posted a letter where she was talking about the process of writing, and in it, she said, "You know, I live in fear that as I'm typing, I'm going to suddenly come out of my body and think this is stupid and silly, and why am I why doing I this?" Yeah, and like we're all just playing pretend together. And that I read that letter after I saw the episode and I was actually thankful to her for that because that episode just made me so upset. I was like, that this is stupid and silly and why are we watching it? Uh and I just I don't I think that I think that brand story is much more beautiful than that. So I want more. Oh, I think it I think it is I think it is too. Yeah. But, you know, like, he's, like, that secondary character to them. They've never taken him seriously. He's only in four episodes this season. So yeah. that shows how much they care about him. Fuck them. I need my visions. I need the rebellion. <laughs> I need them to, like, tower of joy, like, bitches. We need the next. Not us. Pony up and do your shit. Like, do the actual tower of joy. Just do and, it. Uh, so, so we've talked about everything. There's one major uh, giant fish in the room. <laughs> I believe the, that's the, an... Yeah. Ryan and Tully? <laughs> right, exactly. Well, two fish yeah. in the room. It was, it was a black <laughs> fish. Uh, uh, I, um, what do you guys think? I don't think we're getting her. I, I did. Stop I saying just, that. I just say that I was much less upset that she was left out of this finale than she was being left out of season three because I think this was a significantly better episode. Yeah. And I don't think she was needed to make this episode good, whereas I think she would have saved last season's episode. That's probably that, true. That said, I don't know if we're going to get her, and I no. don't know what it means if we don't. 
And I'm scared. Uh, I mean, I I just I read the article and with uh, Alex Graves, and he's basically like, why would we have somebody like uh, Michelle come back and not have any lines, and that character is dumb, and I don't understand. He didn't say he well, was, she was dumb. Saying. That's he not what he said. One scene to come back just to hang some phrase. I took that yeah, to mean I that agree. if they were to bring her back, it would be for a more substantive scene. So I think it could. She's happen. still never gonna get any lines. No, but that's not if but they bring more her to back. Do. Yeah. Exactly. If they give her more to do, they'll do it. And also, I'll be honest with you, after the whole like debacle with the Cersei Jamie Sepp scene and Alex Graves and his interviews, I don't trust him worth a damn. I'm okay really not that. as into it as like also, you know he thinks he is. Also, well, I was gonna say, beyond that, he's not a director next season. He doesn't know what they're doing. So like I don't know why people are using him as like the be all end all of what the show's gonna do. He doesn't know. He said he doesn't know. So I don't also, know why don't use him as I, a force for this. Can I say something? No. Shouldn't yeah. we be concerned if they do have Stoneheart that she will not look anything like what we expect? She's gonna be a completely different actress. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, I just want them to have her. And then I know I don't even care. Yeah. They can I'm dress. They can dress that, up like Gendry as as Stoneheart. Still rowing. Still rowing a fucking boat. I don't care. Kit Harrington in a fucking like wig in a red wig <laughs> and like her throat. I think. They are going to add her, and I think the whole, like, North, Grand Northern Conspiracy, or the Great Northern Conspiracy, whatever you call it, right, with all the phrase and stuff, it would make yeah. more sense in that context rather than just have it as, like, because it doesn't really relate to anything that's really going on in this this episode. Totally. Really, it doesn't, like, it, it would make more sense with, like, Manderly, and so, like, I would yeah. rather have it in some sort of, like, context than just be thrown out there for us to see. I do think it's going to happen. I think what you guys said before to give Michelle something more to do, but also to have it like to be like framed with scenes that are related to it. So I'm hopeful. Yeah. I I think I, for me, I don't know. I've, I've said this to you guys before. For me, Stoneheart is not just a character. She's a literary device. She's a symbol and she does a lot of work for the audience emotionally for us to, to remember what has come before. Cause it's, four or five thousand pages now and I think that she's just for lack of a better term she's sort of like this sort of heartbeat that helps us remember why we're here and 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 what's actually (laughs) happening and what's driving what's driving a lot of the plot uh I don't know I I I really hope that she makes it because I for one I'm it's, I think it's just a great part, and I think that I think that Michelle would be great at it. And when else is she ever going to get to play a fucking badass revenge zombie who, <coughs> you know, who fucks people over? And the phrase have to have what's coming to them. And I also, yeah, and they've yeah. introed all those other characters, and that's going to be zero payoff. Like, why did we sit through all of that shit? about Dondarian if there's not no. going to be any payoff for that. That's, and it also has implications saying. about the religions that they're clearly glossing over in the show as well. But Yes, yeah, so and that's maybe setting it's going to be there. And maybe yes. setting up John if you guys, uh, sorry, stabity stab stab, but... <laughs> no, that's what's happening. That's what's happening. Okay? That's why <laughs> we I love how you think that that's great. I don't know why you want a zombie's John back. I don't think he's going to be a zombie. I don't, no, he's not going to be the kind of zombie. I have this whole thing where Thoros was shown as somebody who had really not that much faith in R'hllor, but he was still able to do it because he was a priest. Then you have Melisandre, who actually can do shit. And, and she's Kyburn, the one that's Kyburn actually. Kyburn's not a Kyburn. And Makaro. Yeah, yeah but I'm talking. Awesome. Melisandre but... is the one that's at the wall with John. So she's going to be the one who would have to do it. 
Well, it's still going to be sad. It's going to be like, because what does Beric say? Like, every time you bring somebody back, you, they bring me back, I lose a part of myself. And yeah. that's going to be the heartbreaking thing. He's not going to remember certain people. Like, I will cry if he doesn't remember his sister. Like, I don't want that. For well, my what's family. interesting to me it. is this is all yeah. blood magic, right? Everything is blood mm-hmm. magic. That's how it works. That's why I believe in Jojen smoothie. That's, I mean, anytime there's like, I'm sorry, but anytime that there's a major piece of magic, it uh, is always preceded by blood by a blood sacrifice of some kind so who gets to die so that john may live and is it ghost or don't is... talk about it rachel stop you don't know <laughs> do you know what <laughs> that, that actually make it mad I, I hate to say it but you know if he's is gonna it be a dragon rider, no no yes. no if, i think you were there with ghost because if he's gonna be a dragon rider then you give one up for the other. I don't want to hear this. Yeah, I'm sorry. Guys. No, I'm sorry. John's not riding any dragons, guys. So yes, he is. is. Oh, Rachel, he totally is. Uh, come no. on, Rachel. The Stark that rides dragons is going to be Bran. Well, he it is not. Into a dragon. Yeah. He's a Targaryen, Rachel. He's a Targaryen. Yeah, but they her. already have a Targ. They, well, they please. need a half Targ, half Stark. A Song of Ice and Fire. He is a Song of Ice and Fire. So Ghost is dying? Because my bet was on Stannis. I've seen people get guessed Theon, but this might go into the Winds of Winter chapters that have been released. That's fine. That's interesting. Final redemption. All right. Well, uh, we've gone super long, and I'm looking forward to next season in a year. But I guess to close this out, I will (laughs) end us with our traditional toast to the one and the immortal Jon Snow. To John Snow. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. And so he broke that sacred oath, that Lord of the Crossing. And now the pie crusts cover his skin, and they're so good to eat. Yes, now the pie crusts cover his skin. Revenge, it tastes so sweet. But a nightmare. <laughs> there you go. Fuck, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> I like. Well, where where could he be going? Like, let's make him go somewhere really horribly depressing. <laughs> oh, wait, oh, okay. Hold on. So, uh, he's like so still growing. I hear Yaita is nice this time of year. <laughs>